Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Reality TV and Me. I'm your host, Kirsty. I just have a few little announcements to get us started this morning. Hopefully, right off the bat, you can hear that I've got some new equipment that sounds a little bit better, I'm hoping, but this is my first uh, test run. So look, it's all just trial and error at the moment. I am not computer slash technology savvy, but I've uh, manipulated my brother into helping me set it up. So he is better at this stuff than me. Let me know if there's any um, really awful (laughs) nuts and bolts that I've missed and you can, you know, I'm bleeding your ears as we go along. What else? I have refreshed my website. So all of the things that I do that are creative are in one place rather than a mishmash of things all over the internet. So if you want to see my music, uh, the podcast, of course, just this podcast as well as all the other podcasts that I've guest hosted on is up there um, and my writing. So that's just kirstenmore.com.au. And I am right after this, I'm recording the very first Atlanta special. I'll be doing that fortnightly with Marnie from Mixing with Marnie. If you listen to her podcast, it's fabulous. And I've um, co-hosted with her a couple of times. So that'll be up, I don't know, sometime next week, early next week. Um, But we'll be doing that fortnightly, just getting deep into Atlanta. And I think that is about the spiel this morning. So my co-host this morning is, uh, well, she's been on before. She's one of the funniest uh, writers, most hilarious actresses, and she's also a director. She's a creator of Unsend with comedy genius, genius Paul Shear. You can find her on Heathers on uh, Stan in Australia, if you have that channel, um, and she is a trash TV lover, just like us in all her glory. Deanna Chang, welcome. <laughs> what an intro, my goodness. How are you? I'm good. It's so good to talk to you again. Now that I'm in some warmer weather, I was just saying uh, last time I spoke to you, I think I was in the midst of a, of a, a UK winter. It sounds like it didn't um, agree with you. Look, I was struggling for life for about eight months my body rejected the UK and so I'm back in the bosom of my country and feeling much better. <laughs> back where you're meant to be. Exactly. Oh my goodness. Yes. So I'm back and here we have access to Heather's on Stan. It's so good. I'm binge watching it all over again. It's so funny. If you haven't seen it, listeners out there, get on it. Where is it in America? I've forgotten this. The- yes your heart I mean <laughs> I literally never had at, like there's no one here who's seen it truly <laughs> um, it's like a big thing here oh my god that's so exciting it is available in America on like the Paramount Network app okay. um I'm gonna look on my phone and make sure it's still sitting there but it, it <laughs> had been <laughs> uh and I think truly that's about it I think you just like if you went maybe if you went to Paramount and like actually maybe if you searched it. Look, if you are uh, there's always ways to find stuff. I'm currently this is my other announcement I forgot. I'm currently doing um Temptation Island recaps with Erin Martin on the Pink Shade podcast fortnightly. And look, it is 
uh, dubious how I have to access Temptation Island US because yeah. it has not made it across the pond to Australia yet. But look, there. If you if you have the will to watch these shows, you will find the way. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say on that. Thing I have just looked on the app. The program is no longer here. It has okay. been scrubbed <laughs> from the United States of America. God damn it! Scrubbed within an inch of its life. I do not see it anywhere. No scrub. Um, what are you going to do? I mean, what I had a the time of my life it and so the fact that you you are taking round two and enjoying it again just I, warms I, my heart I love it that like the fashion alone is so fun the cast are great a lot of the um young actors have gone on to do lots of brilliant stuff yeah. I'm really excited about it so look I'm gonna keep promoting it here it's still on stand you're still a, going strong in Australia so <laughs> I can hold on to I that <laughs> I really do. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into. Sorry, go on. Are you aware of that term "stan" in Australia? Does that? Yeah. Um. Yes. It, it. Well, it landed with me. Um. I. So for the listeners, isn't it based on the song "Stan" by Eminem? One hundred percent. Yeah. So it's meant to be like a super fan, basically. Yeah, I mean, you had it. I'm, I don't know why I'm it. acting like Australia is not aware of Eminem. So. <laughs> Look, we're very far away. <laughs> like, I don't know what you people are consuming. You're consuming Heather's, which is miraculous. I don't know if Eminem is also being consumed. Eminem but- has yeah. just made it here. So <laughs> we're listening to 90s Eminem for the first time. And you guys, amazing. Like, you should get the you new know, Marshall Mothers EP, LP. Get on that shit, guys. <laughs> oh, Lord. No, I am stuck in the 90s. I was um, at a house party a few weeks ago because I'm apparently 16. And I just was requesting Eminem on repeat the entire time. And luckily, I was with a bunch of angsty young men. So, look, apparently I'm still living living uh, that that teenage life. And I'm not, I'm not sorry about it. I did a little Kim rabbit hole a, a month ago or so. Yes. And how's she doing? Oh. <laughs> so her, she was such a killer performer was she? when she came out. Oh my God. Yes. She was amazing. So yeah. I would revisit if you haven't in a while. There's like, um, I think the song's called the jump off. I could be wrong, but it's a live performance and oh my she owns the room and it was it's just amazing okay well i'll have to i'll have to deep dive into into kim that's a world i never thought i would venture into ego don't don't sleep on kim (laughs) the places we end up Oh, Lord. Um, all right. Let's get into these the trash storm that is the Housewives. Let's do it. So we'll start with uh, New Jersey, if that's okay with you, just because I have just watched it as I was getting ready this morning because they all seem to come out at the same time and I get through the start of the week and I'm kind of waiting and waiting and then, I don't know, by Thursday I have to watch about seven episodes in a row and it's very overwhelming so I've just smashed it out and um, 
Look, it was, I'm finding it really tough. I think this is the second episode of the season and all of this Joe, Teresa, Ice stuff is really, really hard. The fact that Ice is being, you know, basically portrayed as worse than jail is heartbreaking to everybody that's stuck there. Totally. Yeah, Um, it's. It's really eye-opening and sort of just, um, I mean, the girl, the little girls, I, it, I, oh. th- my heart is absolutely broken for them. And it's not, you know, we watch the show for fun and, and this is just a situation like, you know, I just feel they have really and truly been through it, you know, really. I mean, Melania is breaking my heart. Like she, when she's on the phone to her dad and she's just like, okay, love you, buddy. Like that's their relationship. You know, it's not like that real, you know, my little princess father daughter kind of thing. It is just there. That's her best friend. And she hasn't seen him in four years. Oh, I cry every time. (laughs) And it's so, like you say, it's so ridiculous because this is meant to be, like later on when we have Jennifer screaming at Beverly and you know, all that, like that trash storm is why I watch and I'm in tears once an episode with this stuff. It's, it's awful. Really bad. And I will say sometimes, you know, we've seen it with these housewives, the children of housewives where they just, because they're sandwiched between sometimes one or two massive narcissists that you know they end up like Gia is so articulate about her dad's situation and um has grown up so much for better or for worse you know Uh, but you can see that she's really in some ways probably had to take care of herself on some level emotionally like like I think I think Teresa is really good with her kids in terms of like all the nuts and bolts of taking care of another human being, but emotional, you know, support and intellectual support, you know, I, I yeah. think she's had to be on her own a little bit. And um, she has, it really is turning into such an amazing young lady, you know. She's incredible. And, and to be, first of all, she's smarter than I will ever be at what, 17, 18 and then and growing up on tv as well like that would fuck me right up i would just be i would be like um what's her name the the redheaded kids running around like mental cases in uh dallas brandy's kids i would be that little brat and i would enjoy it and these kids are so measured and so sweet oh it really is, you know, heartbreaking to watch their story. Um, all of them together. Well, I, th- I think now, I was going to say now, but at least in Instagram world, time is confusing for me with the internet. It could have been a month ago. It could have been three days ago. But last I saw, they were all together in Italy visiting their dad. And that was the first time that um, Teresa and Joe and the girls had seen each other in four years, apparently, according to the um, the interview they did with Andy Cohen. I mean, so, I think they've seen... They I have know, it's confusing, right? They must have seen each I, other. I, they've seen each other, but I think, you know, when they're saying seen, it's, like, been... I think, I think what they mean is, like, from behind bars, you know? Right, yeah. Like, 
with privacy, I- without eyes watching them, I guess. Oh, so sad. So awful. We also had another heartbreaking child in this episode, Jennifer's little girl being bullied. The boy is throwing food at her. I swear to God, if that, if I was Jennifer and she probably is <laughs> as just as batshit and reactive as I am, I would be marching into that school and giving those, like I would be taking hamburgers and throwing them at those boys myself. Like that is not okay. I'm so upset about that. That poor little girl. I know. And when I was like, wow, Margaret really threw it back in her face, like so appropriately, like yes. your daughter is being bullied and that's exactly what you did. Um, you know, I mean, that was so perfectly placed. You yeah, it was. Retort. Like she owned her in that moment. I was like, oh gosh, she got her. And I didn't think it kind of penetrated Jennifer's ego, but we see for next week that it did because she shows the video of her making fun of Jackie to her daughter to kind of suss out whether or not it was inappropriate. And, you know, once again, the kids <laughs> beat their parents in, in intellectual states. And she's like, well, if you hurt someone's feelings, you know, it's always good to apologize if you want to be friends with them. So thank you, the children of the housewives, for being just so clever. The most important people on this on this the, the these shows, hands down. I mean, I are you finding? Because I'm kind of finding that one of the things like that's a little. We have the Joe Teresa storyline, which is upsetting, but you know we do have it. Yeah, finding that everything else feels very recycled to me on Jersey right now. Like I don't care about Jackie and Teresa and Melissa being in the middle. We've done that. I agree. And why are we still like, why is Danielle Staub still on my TV? Sorry, Beverly Ann Merrill. Why is she still on my TV? I mean, (laughs) I kind of get excited every, it's like having Camille in uh, Beverly Hills come in. You're like, Oh, And then you get excited because you know there's going to be drama and you know it's going to be tragic and it is just not good for anyone. But it does – it is going to make good TV. But I agree with you. It's all kind of that same, same uh, Melissa and Teresa. We know they're probably not going to get along and the same fights are over and over again. Marge is grumpy with – Beverly, yeah, um, yeah Beverly. I, it's same, same. I can't not call it. <laughs> like, it's just so ridiculous that Jennifer's just like, oh, so I didn't know your real name was Beverly. Like, you can just picture it. I didn't know your real name like, was Beverly. What me. did you it's say? Like, like the demon me. comes out. <laughs> I mean, Danielle is a walking toxicity. There's no two ways about it. No. And she's, I mean, I do, do we have a number count on how many times she's been engaged? Because it truly is shocking. I worked it out uh, last time I worked it out, but that was probably about six months ago. So there's probably, you can probably add another four to the list. I think it was 21 or 22 on last count. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. How? I have been proposed to once by a, like, underage drunk boy in a bathroom and uh that was you know that was a year ago and I'm 31 so how does she do it (laughs) 
Was that an an a same night proposal? Like met him? Oh, I had never. I was just walking. I must make this clear because it did sound wrong. I was walking past the bathroom. We were not in a stall together, um, canoodling and whatnot. Um, but yeah, he was just walked out of the stall. He's probably vomiting, and he's like, "Hey, will you marry me?" And I was like, um, no, thank you. No, no, I'm good. So it was more of a drive-by proposal. It was a drive-by. It was a drive-by proposal. <laughs> and it didn't shoot me in the heart. Sorry, dude. So, yeah. yeah I mean. She, she She's that kind of gal, you know, that she can, her manipulation skills are still intact. You know, she can get, and she's, look, the woman seems to be able to contort her body in yoga positions <laughs> that I think really just dazzle a weak man. You know, like they yeah. just—she's predatory. Because I was like, who is she choosing that would fall for this manipulation? But it really—it must be some. Kind... <laughs> you know how predators prey on the weak. You're—I think you've got it. I think that's what she's doing. But somehow she finds all these rich, easily manipulated men. And I mean, I don't know, maybe I'm just not rolling in the same circles, which is probably a good thing. But I have uh, have not come across this in my life. But look, I am quite happy. (laughs) So I think that's a bonus. But happiness and joy is a bonus. Last time we spoke... Oh God! It's just we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna graze over it. It will be quick and painless. I'm just gonna ask one or two pointed questions. Go. Have you <laughs> gone on a date since our last conversation? Okay, I thought this might come up. Okay. I um, <laughs> we had a little therapy session last time that we did speak and you offered me some advice because I admitted to you that I was uh, like a Tinsley or a Sheena of the world where I get very, um, very, uh, like very obsessive or aggressive in, on, in love. And I tell my entire life story in an instant. Look, I heeded your advice that I also have a choice in the matter and it's kind of an interview situation. Look, I've actually thought gone away and thought about it. Um, But I didn't go on a date for about a year. And then this week on Monday past, I went speed dating with a friend. Oh, my God. Girl. (laughs) I feel like I'm talking to my therapist. I'm like so ashamed to say it out loud. So I hadn't, I kind of booked it as a a fun event because I just kind of like a friend was like, come do this with me. And I was like, all right, yeah. And then the night before, I was like, holy shit, I'm going on about seven dates tomorrow and I have not dated in over a year. And my last experience of dating was Annette Egret. <laughs> so look, it stands to reason that you would think that perhaps I would fall in love with every person there um, in a very unhealthy way. But to be honest, I, I kind of knocked it out of the park. I was so charming. I was on fire and I think I was not a nervous wreck because I was not attracted to anybody. I think that's fantastic. Really? I'm like yeah. so embarrassed. <laughs> By the way, I have done, I did speed dating one time. 
as well. Yeah, yeah. I think most people will do it once and never again. Yeah, I mean, look, it wasn't... I went by myself. That was shocking because yes. I didn't have any single friends who at the time were either either not single or just not available to come with me. So to march your solo self to something like that is difficult. Yes. Um, but I, what I like about what I, so I, I understand it's a very strange setup, but you sort of like ease into it as it goes. You know, that's at least how I felt like, and it sounds like you did a great job. I think what's good about this <laughs> is that you built up sort of a, resistance to going on a date and you feel like, Oh, I, I'm not going to even saying like, I didn't think you would fall in love with everybody there, but you thought that I would. Right. 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 So you're under, you're, you feel out of control. Like I yes. can't have a conversation with a man without it being, you know, in a romantic way without it spiraling out of control. Right. Right. So <laughs> without I'm, being like, love me. <laughs> Right. So what I'm hearing is that this was very <laughs> successful. You learned that you are in control and you can be your charming, wonderful self, have a conversation. It will either work for you or it won't, like in terms of who you're talking to. But if you take that energy and then the next time you actually like someone, think about that that experience you just had, right? And it's like, hey, I can just sort of do a little bit and see how it goes. I exactly and I have kept that that idea of I get to choose like I'm involved in this uh process of dating it's not just like see him see a man pick him up all the day you'll have good luck <laughs> like you get to choose they choose you like I'm involved in that that was mind-blowing to me when you said that and I, I kind of just hold that in my the back of my head all the time if and when I meet somebody that I actually like. And it turns out I don't like very many people. So it's fine. You you know, that's good. You know, you only need, so here I'm great. So next time we speak, (laughs) I would love to hear (laughs) um, that you asked somebody you were interested in out. Oh my God. That's I'm so our nervous. <laughs> I'm like nervous giggling now. That's That was pretty much how I got through the entire event. Just like nervous laughter. And hey, men seem to love a giggly gal. At I least it's very, it's, very, uh, it's very charming. And also probably annoying. But look, we were all a few drinks deep. So we got <laughs> through it. Oh my God, I can't talk about myself anymore. I feel so uncomfortable. Let's talk about some other crazy bitches. We're moving forward. Okay, that thank you. Of our, of our conversation. I just wanted to check in. Yeah. Just wanted to catch, get, get the, check the temperature. <laughs> and look, if anyone, um, <clears throat> excuse me, wants to know uh, exactly what went down on that date, I did talk to Erin Martin on um, Pink Shade during our last Temptation Island recap this week. So her latest Temptation Island uh, episode, we get into a few of the the more interesting dates there. So you can have a listen and get some more information. But um, look, each their own. It's I'm like so anxious about it. All right, let's talk about someone else bonkers. Shall we get into some Real Housewives of OC? Let's please do. How, just overall, how are you finding this season? 
I gotta say, overall, I mean, I think I was so over the OC, the bar was so low for me that any sort of zest was gonna be like, wow, I love it again. You know, like yeah. it, it, they had to do the bare minimum for me to like be back and feeling like this is fun. But I am enjoying it. I really am. You know, I, I do kind of like enjoy these new players. I know that Gina was with us and Emily from last season, but I'm kind of enjoying them more this season. And Bronwyn is interesting to me. And, you know, I don't know. I'm kind of having a nice time. I'm, I, I'm with you a hundred percent. Cause I was so done with OC. I think having Vicky as a friend of has taken a little bit of pressure out of the valve And it's just kind of like she was just being such a buzzkill constantly. And sure, she still is. And we we still have Tamara and we still have Shannon. But it's it. The balance is a little bit better, I think. Um, I'm with you with Bronwyn. I think she is. Like, I, I really she really grates on me. I'm like Gina with her that they just do not meld. Um, and they're gonna clash. I would be like that too. But I, th- I think you're right. She's fascinating because anyone that has, that is as young as she is and has 17 children, <laughs> and supposedly like a lot of people have been, you know, commenting that maybe her husband is gay. Look, I don't kind of buy into that stuff because, you know, a lot of people are like effeminate and whatnot. But there's something, you know, their relationship is definitely odd and she is definitely trying to build this little tribe of people that love her around her and still feels unlovable. And it's very fascinating to watch the shit story. Yeah, she's an interesting duck, you know. Um, <laughs> I Once you get a, a handle on her mom, you're like, okay, Oof. great, got it. Yeah. But I, I, I think that she's she she's good for television and I think the fact that she's had all these children is kind of fascinating and she's seems like she's on the verge of a breakdown which works you know absolutely that's how I want my housewives yeah just constantly hanging on by a thread (laughs) their 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 center is is off just a little off kilter yeah what do you think about look I am I'm such a jealous person of these these the children on these shows, which is ridiculous because if if Shannon was my mother, you know things I would have moved out by like straight away. Um, but what do you think of Sophie, her daughter, or Sophia? I always get the name wrong. Writing a book about divorced parents and the pressure that Shannon is putting on her kid with this. Um, I don't. We don't really do this like uni this person that's kind of selling telling her how to get into the good university and stuff we just I don't know audition or take a test and we either get in or not but you guys have to seemingly do so jump through so many more hoops I mean I was very triggered by this entire segment to be honest first of all the the child is saying that it does to start off and that's where privilege is just, you know, this is not the time, especially people like running to jail because they've paid to have their kids, you know, go to school. Exactly. Uh, 
So, I mean, I, I'm almost like, I, I think they probably shot this before it all went down, but I was like, I wouldn't even do this scene in front of people right now. But I think that her daughter was like, it doesn't matter what school you go to. And then in the next breath, she was like, what my major things that I want from a school, I want it to have a great Greek system that um, I want school spirit and I want great <laughs> alumni network to be able to like get jobs from. It's like, okay, so those things that you want are literally the reason you pay for certain schools. Yes, yeah, so like, we don't have fraternities and I'm not um, even hearing education sororities in, in Australia. So I find all of that world very interesting. But it's yeah, Shannon is um Shannon Shannon's a character. The fact that her daughters so far have turned out to be so level headed. Once again, you know, speaking of the children of the housewives it is alarming and surprising because I think she's a good mum, but the pressure she puts on these kids is, I mean, last week, drug testing her daughter. (laughs) What the hell, mom? (laughs) Yeah, she's definitely turned, you know, she is turned up. You know, she was probably that girl in high school who was, needed everything to be perfect and was like an overachiever, you know, and she wants, all of that for her kids um but yeah I mean yeah it was the the, I I literally jotted down this college counselor is stressing me out this college process is stressing me out because like building a brand I went to a state school in New York so uh, medium great you can come in you know like that was the 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 test um but yeah it's so stressful on these kids like how do you build a brand it's so crazy that was crazy I'd forgotten about that building the brand like that was uh, that is really the shows how the world has changed I mean I was the same as you I my my grades look my grades were probably less than medium but I went to a performing arts school so it's all you know audition based so you can you can get by without the the most amazing grades in the world but yeah that like that that branding thing I mean I'm I'm still working on that (laughs) That is, she's what, 15? Let me know when you get it down pat because I'd love a few tips. Yeah, well, maybe we need to hire this woman for that, like thousands of dollars per day, apparently. Craziness. I know, and then if there is seeing that little process with the counselor, I'm like, yeah, I get it. You know, on some level, I understand that when you're meeting with these people and they're like, your brands and what your activities are have to be specific and interesting and unique. And then you're like, well, all I know how to do is kind of like do a little water painting and I go on hikes. And so, you know, and, and your family thinks you're not going to be able to get into such and such school. And they're like, well, we do have the money. I mean, I, this guy is saying that he can get her in, you know, it just, it's such a slippery slope in terms of, you know, anyway, this, I, this is a strange conversation to be having for this, <laughs> for this child. Yeah, I, Very I've, had, I've really gotten a, a, 
through living in LA and seeing people with extreme wealth, I've sort of feel like it's opening my eyes to the system in place. People starting from kindergarten are paying for they're giving money to middle schools and high schools so that they're now they're they're donating money. Oh my right? god. Yeah, exactly. So what they're doing is securing their child's seat in this prestigious school, which will secure their seat in a great college. You know, it's and it's all paid out. Yeah. So the system is so rigged for the rich folks and it's really just shocking yeah you know very very strange yeah the haves and the have nots and um yeah definitely like you can see how things like the scandal happen yeah but um look aside from shannon's daughter being very measured and and you know well of mind comparatively to her mother there is one child in this housewives world that is a little bit less uh, measured as the gals, and that's Tamara's son. And I, oh, what's his yeah. name again? I, um, Ryan. Ryan. That's Ryan. right. I am in two minds about this. Kind of like going from what you're saying about you know watching this this wealth in LA and the difference that it can create in people's lives. I sort of, part of me is like, poor little rich boy, you know, like having all this like this stuff, but I kind of get it as well. And I was really mad at Eddie when he was in the talking head saying, oh, you know, you're not a real man, get over it. It's like, well, he's dealing with real childhood trauma. Absolutely. I mean, I don't care for Ryan. That being said, you know, Eddie's response is truly why people, men, young white men specifically, open fire and mm-hmm. shoot. Like, if you, you know, don't deal with, he is a guy who's ready to blow yeah. one way or the other. And so, but I thought that therapist was actually fantastic. And She's maybe the best therapist I've seen in any franchise. I felt like she was on planet Earth and actually not there for having the fame. a same. You know. Um, but yeah, he he is a damaged person. You know, people can be depressed at any price point. So Exactly. What and I don't think he has really that I don't know that Tam I don't know that he actually has much. You know what I mean? Right. I really don't because her money and all that came sort of once he was grown up. So I you know, I don't I don't know that she I don't know. I have no idea what he has. Yeah, that's that's know. actually a really good point because like she said, I mean I didn't know she was seventeen when she got pregnant with him. I knew it was young, but that is really young. Like, I I mean, like I've said, I'm in my thirties and I can't even imagine <laughs> after anything more than a, a, a small cat at the moment <laughs> and that is uh, overwhelming so like a, a human child yeah no that's um it's a lot it's a it's a lot and she was living with her mom she wasn't you know she was still at school high school so she wouldn't be making money you're probably right unless they've you know the shows really helped Ryan out but 
I mean, who's to say? We don't know. He's not a cast member, you know? So I don't think just someone he comes through here and there, they don't, I don't think they make anything significant. I really don't. Yeah, maybe not. I don't, I don't know the ins and outs of this world, but you know, I actually, um, I don't know. I like him. I know that he's uh, a terrible person, but <laughs> I just think I see that he's broken and I'm just so yeah. pathetic for that stuff. I'm like, Oh, come here. I'll hold you and save you young man. <laughs> okay. So, when we regroup, whenever we do, be it a year, a year, two years, if I hear that you are dating Ryan, <laughs> I will know that my work was not done correctly. Okay, let's check in next time and <laughs> just look, we'll see what happens. <laughs> what happens. No, but I, I hear you. Like, I, I felt for him and he's clearly – you know, broken and wanting to change. And that's all one can do, you know? And so I, I wish him the best, although I, you know, find him challenging, especially when he's dripping in Trump swag. Yeah. No, that's hard to forgive. That's hard to um, ignore as well. So, right. yeah, that that's really tough. That's when I – because I was thinking this episode, I'm like, oh, Ryan, why do I like him so much? Like this is – I mean, I remember hating him, but it's all gone from one episode to the next. Right. <laughs> oh, it might have been goldfish. <laughs> I think that's good. great, you know, look. Oh, um, a bit of news. I'm not sure if you've seen this floating around in the Instaverse. Kelly um, is engaged to a new guy and I went to look up who he was because it's not the doctor. She's got... It's not. It's not the doctor. It's, uh, she's just been posting her, her new beautiful giant ring. Gigantic. So, you, yeah. yeah you see, do, you know, do you know who he is, this new guy? I don't know he is I knew she had broken up with the doctor and was dating someone else. Rick Leventhal is his yes. name he's cute he is cute he's very cute um he's he looks like but in like a grown man way you know which I think she is good for her I think is good for her oh he's a senior correspondent on Fox News there you go it says their romance has moved at lightning speed the couple started dating shortly after her split from plastic surgeon Brian Regan at the beginning of August. Oh, so that was like four minutes ago. <laughs> they first met at a party in the Hamptons thrown by Real Housewives of New York singer Ramona. Oh, interesting. Oh. Yeah, so, I mean, she's had um, numerous partners in the last few years as well. I don't know Don't know if there have been engagements, but certainly serious relationships Um. And again, I don't know how these women do it. Like these, these are very intense women. And right. she's no Danielle Staub. Like I think Kelly's great, but she is no, you know, uh, wilting violet. Right. No, she. You better be ready. She does. She scares me personally, but I. Um, I mean, she's an attractive woman, and you know, and that's enough. She, <laughs> That'll take well, you far. You know what? She's also lively. <laughs> She's lively. And, uh, you know, yeah, I'll leave. That's, that's what I, that's the nicest I have to say about Kelly. She's a live wire. That's for sure. Yeah. 
What else? So, yeah, we've got the whole Gina and Matt situation going on. Um, I'm not sure if you've heard, but Matt, it really pissed me off, just first of all, that Matt is now trying to to crawl back and guilt her, guilt Gina into this relationship again, into fixing their marriage like it's her fault. I mean, I just want to slap him sideways. I think she's dating someone now and really happy, which is lovely. But Matt was you know, allegedly, I think it might have even been proven now, I'm not sure, physically abusive with her. So, yeah, no, you're not welcome back. Fuck off. (laughs) God damn it. Yeah. It's awful. These men on these shows. He is – I don't have a handle on him as a person, but I am definitely – you know, it seems like he's bad news bears for sure. (laughs) For sure. He is bad and he's bears. Oh, God. I guess that's us for the nuts and bolts of OC. Let's quickly drop into Dallas and finish this up. Now, we've watched two <laughs> different episodes, <laughs> which is fine. It, Look, it is. It just is. It is what it is. It is what it is. It is what it is. Well, we can do nothing more than move through it you know we just have to do our best that's all any of us can do look nothing much has changed the biggest thing that you missed was deandra dressing up as mama d so i implore you to watch this episode as soon as we get off the phone because it will not i have not steered you wrong it is that is a that is a, a wonderful and terrifying sight but otherwise it's more just the uh the characters of the cast and um everyone's sort of just spiraling. I mean, Leanne's married, so, you know, she was calm for about half a minute and now she's back to back to her old tricks. What did you think of her situation with her mum at the wedding? Because I'm just yeah. trying to get people's, like, take on this because I was very – I mean, I don't know how I feel, I guess, is where I'm at. I think I'm with you. I, I, I think there's so much history that we just don't know yeah. that in – you're seeing an older lady now who seems harmless, but that doesn't mean that that's who she was to her growing up. You know, it's kind yeah. of like, what do we really know? Um, but I, I felt kind of bad for her mom. She, you know, she seemed like she couldn't get four seconds with her daughter that being said, I have no clue what – clearly something went on with Leanne. Yeah. So I imagine what she's saying has truth to it. Um, maybe they have different experiences of what that was, but I, I, I'm with you. I don't really know how to feel. Yeah, exactly. I, I kind of feel the same way. And it's easy, like you say, to look at an, an older woman with a little walking stick and, you know, trying to get to her, her now kind of famous daughter and not being able to and feel sad. But we do not know what happened in that childhood. And according to Leanne, it was a rough ride. So, I mean, at the end of the day, all I want is Leanne to be in therapy, like, all the time until she evolves because this is she's a she's like a danielle staub you know just so broken and so 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 miserable and life doesn't have to be that way right yeah i felt like the thing that upset me the most was the food situation oh my god i no i take wedding food very seriously (laughs) 
deeply seriously. Like if I have gotten a dress, gotten you a present, schlepped to your event, <laughs> given my heart to watch you with your vows, maybe dropped a tear, and you are not providing me with a proper meal. No, it's not okay. It's not okay. And five hours in between? That is absurd. I've I've gone to weddings where there's like a break and I personally am not a fan of it, although I get why sometimes it has to happen. Um, I just think it's a better overall experience to just flow from the service into the reception. That being said, five hours is absurd. Not having food is absurd. You have a, a $20 million crooked crown on the top of your head. <laughs> Please, please don't do that and not have a piece of salmon ready no. for me. And they ran out of they ran out of water, Deanna. They ran out of water. <laughs> yeah, I would die. I would not be able to lift my head and look no. at people in the eye. I would be so. I am furious when I do not eat, and I constantly sure. have water with me, and I and I panic without it. I'm like, I'm I'm instantly parched. Once I've finished yeah. my bottle of water, I'm like, <gasps> I'm dying. I would not be okay with this. And I'm, I mean, a Cameron alone was just like, this is unacceptable. <laughs> she speaks for all of us. I'm sure. Their relationship is so fascinating. I'm like, is it just for the camera? But it ca- she does seem to like Leanne. Genuinely. It's, it is like, first of all, the idea that, I, I go through phases with Leanne. I think when I hear her interviewed and when I see her on Instagram, I really like her. But on the show, I'm, I've never been more afraid of anybody ever. It's like watching The Ring. I feel like she's going to jump through my tele- television screen and you know, get me with those two hands that are just hands. It's, uh, it's overwhelming. <laughs> she's out of 10. I think like Kelly died. Um, Leanne, uh, Danielle, they're, they're all cut from a similar toxic cloth yes. and, you know, they're scary women, point blank period. <laughs> um, true. but you know, Leanne is charming. I was super disturbed that her husband, her new husband, it seemed all he could do was check women out at the wedding. I mean, are, yes, right? Or no, I didn't I like really that. Like- I didn't like that at all. You know, he was every. I mean, it, he's kind of that like old school misogynistic kind of humor, and I think she gets it. And she, you know, Leanne thinks it's kind of funny, but actually, I think she thinks it's hilarious. But I, I don't know. I think we know better now. And when you know better, you do better. So I don't find him funny at all. Right. I find him really sexist. And I, I I, hate his humor. But I think they are perfect for each other, if that makes sense. Right. That's great. I just, you know, was concerned. I was like, I, if your husband can't keep his eyeballs on you on your wedding day, right. I don't know what's going on. You know, and he called walking down the aisle the green mile. I mean, it's not great. It's it's not great. Not fabulous. Oh my god, it's so fun talking to you, Deanna Chang. Where can we find you in the social verse? 
come and take a look at me and all the spots at Deanna M. Chang, C-H-E-N-G. And I'll be there and I'll be waiting for you and I'll be ready with my arms open. You know, that's how it'll go down. <laughs> Amazing. And your website is DeannaChang.com. So anything that you're doing, you're up to is is all there. Thank you so much for shooting the shit with me in this insane, insane little world. I mean, these gals, look, we can bitch and moan about them all day, but they're my best friends and I wish them all the best. They're great gals, you know, <laughs> as much as, as much as we tear them down there, they're, they're fun to be around. They are fun to have in your lounge room and a lot of the time in my, in my nightmares. <laughs> love it god all right thank you so much we'll chat soon talk to you soon have a great day